Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Affiliate Journey with Mildred Milenkovic. All right, our today's guest is actually first female guest on the show and I'm super excited about that. Uh, her name is Melissa Ricker and she blew the internet recently. Now if you're in ClickFunnels world and group, you probably know her because she was ranked 6 in the OFA, that is one funnel away challenge and she didn't even knew there was a competition for it so anyway she achieved this amazing result with having well now she has over 200 members signed up under her just from the OFA challenge she is awesome and if you're interested in like promoting OFA or anything similar feel free to listen because she brought a lot of value, I learned a lot, and I'm sure you will as well. Now for everything that we will be talking about on the episode, you can find it on affiliatejourney.co slash Melissa. That is affiliatejourney.co slash Melissa. All the show notes and links will be there. You can connect with her and with myself. Anyway, I hope you are gonna enjoy the episode and have a fun time. Peace. And hello, Melissa. It's such a pleasure to have you on a podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming. Like, I listened to your interview with Spencer a couple of days ago, and I don't need some inspiration, but I was super inspired with your story. And I'd like for you to share with the audience, like, how did you become so successful with ClickFunnels, with OFA, with affiliate marketing? and all of that oh yeah uh, uh, thank you for uh, listening in for my uh, spencer's interview i was super excited to to jump on with him and um i just i'm loving sharing my story because it is inspiring to a lot of people that you know you can have nothing and very quickly make a different have a different story and have success it doesn't have to take you know um ages and ages so um I'll try to keep it short, but you, um, I'll start, I guess I'll, I'll just get, give you like the, the abbreviated version of my story. Sure, sure. Uh, so I've been in the entrepreneur space for, I think a total of about three years, about <laughs> two, two and a half, three years, somewhere in there. Um, and before that, you know, I, I had no, no real dreams of being an entrepreneur. It wasn't on my radar. I was, you know, by degree, I'm a nuclear engineer. Um, I have my master's degree in nuclear engineering. I went to Texas A&M and straight from there, I, I got into the corporate world. And that was like, that was all I wanted was to climb the corporate ladder and um, be the big boss lady. And so that's what I did for, I think it was almost eight years. I oh was in the God. corporate world. Um, worked my way up, you know, I was engineering manager, uh, I loved my job, loved what I was doing. You know, I was working 10 to 12, sometimes longer days, but it was fine. Cause it was like my life. Um, and I was, that's what I wanted to do. And then, <laughs> uh, for all the parents on here, you'll for certainly identify, like I had my first baby and, you know, up until, up until I actually held him, uh, in my arms, like I, 
my plan was always to go back to work, had no, nothing else was on my radar. But then when I, you know, had a baby, like it, it changes everything and your priorities shift. And all of a sudden I didn't want to be working 10, 12 hour days. Um, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking. I did go back to work. Um, I had to, when he was three, three months old, I went back to work and, you know, I was leaving in the morning before he woke up and, you know, I'd get back home and just have a few hours with him before he went back to bed. And it was horrible. Like it just wasn't what I wanted anymore. Um, so when he was nine months old, I ended up walking away from that job and it was hard to do because it was, you know, I was making significant income and we had built our life around that income. And it was like, I mean, it was, it was me. Like I was your identity. There you go. My, my whole identity was wrapped up in my career and, um, I didn't want to give up my, my financial independence. Didn't want to change our lifestyle. So I just became like dead set on somehow I can make money from home. So I didn't have to, to sacrifice that new piece of my life, which, you know, being a mom and having, having my family. So that's what I set out to do. Um, I struggled for, for a while trying to figure out, you know, I mean, it's just an entirely different world to be an entrepreneur. No boss, no, like no one telling you what to do, how to do it. (laughs) You got to figure it out all on your own. So uh, it took me a while, but this year uh, in 2019, about March, March actually is when I took the one funnel away challenge. It was kind of like, you know, I, in 2018, I spent over $25,000 in um, buying whatever, like coaching programs, courses. I just thought like if I threw enough money at my problems, they would go away and (laughs) they didn't. Sounds familiar. Uh, Yeah, it didn't go away. Um, Now I just have like every course that you could ever think of. I have it. Uh, (laughs) But I took the one funnel away challenge and, you know, I made this commitment to myself and um, my husband, I was like, hold me accountable. Like I'm putting on my blinders and I'm just going to just do everything that they say. And so I went through the one funnel away challenge in March. And since then, um, my business has just exploded and affiliate marketing has become part of it. Um, just because I had such an amazing experience with the one funnel away challenge. I just felt compelled to share everything that I learned and share like how I was applying it to my business. And, you know, everybody um, resonated with that. They just wanted to, to hear more about my story and all of that. So that's kind of how I got started. I, I wiped my slate clean in, in March. Well, I guess it was April. Um, wiped my slate clean. I started a brand new Facebook group, brand new email list. Um, you know, just with, with everything I learned in the one funnel away challenge, I was just like, I want to start completely from, from scratch. And that's what I did. And, um, yeah, so I've, I've, I hit the top. I didn't even know there was a challenge going on uh, until I found out I was on the leaderboard for One Funnel Away um, affiliate sales. <laughs> and uh, so, so I you weren't even like, competing about it. No, I didn't even know it was going on. Um, and then you know I was able to hit number six and then go to the to the Mastermind Weekend, meet Russell Brunson, Steve Larson, and, and some other big dogs, and it was super fun. Like super. I'm just super pumped even more than I was before <laughs> after just being around those people and, and seeing how they're doing their business and just learning so much. Like it's just been a wild ride. It sounds amazing. Like I have a lot of questions just 
from your story uh, and first one that comes to mind is like what gave you the courage to leave high paying job that you enjoyed and loved and to go like all in i think one of the problems that people who are working full-time jobs have is that they're scared to live that that's secure and something they can lean on and maybe in some cases like you said their identity is wrapped around it so how did you manage to pull out the strength especially with a baby like it wasn't so easy it was far from easy no i mean it's scary because you know especially with a baby like you have responsibility i mean the bills are not going to stop coming um, just because you walk away. And, you know, like I said, we had built our life around having two paychecks and, um, you know, it was really scary, but I remember the, the turning point for me was the day, you know, I came home from a long day of work and, um, wanted to see my baby, very excited to see him. And he didn't want to come to me. He wanted to stay with the nanny. And it was like, ah, <laughs> you know, knife in the heart. And I was just like, I, I got to find a way to make this work. And I did like a lot of soul searching. I mean, it wasn't like an overnight thing. I didn't just like go in and, and give my two weeks notice the next day. But How long you know, did I just, it take you? I'm curious. Uh, by the, I, it was about three months from the, from the day that I decided I was going to make it happen to it's the day I walked away. Fast. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, once you make that like once you make a decision like that, it's like, you don't want to keep waiting. Um, so I just started like trying to find ways to make money. And you know, I was hustling, like working during my lunch breaks, uh, every spare minute I got, I was working, trying to find ways to make money. And, you know, um, what really kind of helped me make that decision is like, I just asked myself, like, what's the worst that can happen? So the worst that can happen is, I'm not able to make money from home. Right. And I knew like we had enough in our um, bank account that we could float a, a few months. And so I was like, if I can't make money from home, the worst that can happen is that I have to go find another job. And, you know, I knew that the company I was leaving would probably take me back anyways. And if not, like, you know, I've got, I mean, the worst that can happen, I just go find another job. And I knew I wouldn't have a tr any trouble finding a job. So th that's kind of what helped me. It was like, Worst case scenario, I just go back to work and it's back to status quo, you know? Um, so that kind of gave me the courage to just make the, make the leap. And um, yeah, it was, it was interesting to me, like that it, it wasn't as straightforward as I thought it was going to be. I didn't have any idea what it was like to be an entrepreneur. Um, so it was a big learning curve, but you know, there's ways to make it happen. Like, you know, I would go and just find like freelance work, um, you know, not what I wanted to do, but just enough to like keep me going, keep me making some kind of money. And, and I, luckily I never gave up. And, and it was like, once I just found all the different puzzle pieces and put them together, that's everything changed after that. Nice. Now that brings me to the next question. And that is, you mentioned that you had a problem where you were just buying courses and gathering information. Now I had the same problem where I was just like learning, learning, learning. And when I would research like the problems that affiliate marketers have, they would say something similar, like a lot of frustration and overwhelm and too much information. Now, how did you when did you realize and how did you realize that all of that is too much and you need to 
cut it off and just start doing it? What helps you in it? Well, you know, um, I think sometimes, and I know, I don't know if this, this probably applies to some people and maybe not others, but for me, when you're just buying these courses, like it, it makes you feel good because it's like I'm doing something, yeah. but it's a way of like hiding. You know, it's like I'll just, you know, buy this other course and that gives me some more time. Um, so it was just like a, for me, it was a way like I was just hiding. Like I wasn't taking any action because I was like, oh, I just need this other course or whatever. So for me, it was like realize like making that mindset shift that's like, if I don't implement anything, then nothing's ever going to, never going to happen. And what I was in my head trying to do is like, like looking back at the time, I didn't really understand it, but looking back, it was like, I was trying to take like a little piece of this guy's strategy and, and a little bit of this lady's strategy from here and, and like piecemeal them together. Um, you know, like any good engineer would do (laughs) trying to make things fit. And like, I never had like a start to finish strategy that I just did like step by step by step. Um, and so that, you know, it was causing me to get overwhelmed and then, you know, not do anything. And so that's, that's kind of what I, the shift that I made was like, even if it's the wrong strategy, even if I, if, even if I figure out that I want to go a different direction, I'm just going to take one start to finish thing and just do it and do it all the way through. And then I can assess how it went, if I liked it or whatever. And so that's what I did. And it's amazing that it's like, once you just start doing like everything kind of comes together and you realize, Oh, if I had just done this two years ago. (laughs) And what would you suggest to the people who are still stuck in that like mentality of get more information, get more courses, buy more things, read more books. Like, I mean, you're, you, to my fellow course collectors out there, you know, find one that, that is a start to finish strategy. Like, um, you know, like I would go out and buy like one on Facebook ads, one on um, how to write a blog post. One, you know, I had all these different things, but none of them was like start to finish. And so pick one that's like an actual like start to finish and implement it. Um, you know, put everything else aside, stop looking for, for the missing piece of the strategy and just do one from start to finish. You know, if you're doing funnels, like find a funnel strategy that want, that you want to do fully implement it, launch it and then look back, see what, what worked, what didn't like, don't go out and create like a hundred funnels. Cause I was so guilty of doing that. <laughs> and what you, what you think made you so successful after you reset everything? You said you started a new Facebook group, new email list, everything was new. What, what was the difference that really helped you excel other than taking action? Like what helped people resonate with you and what helped you get so much sales? Because a lot of people are promoting OFA and even if they're competing for that challenge, like they're not succeeding and you were like number six without even trying, which is like mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, so I, I think a lot of it was like, I got out of my own way a little bit, meaning like I was so like scared. Yeah, I guess scared is a good word. I was so scared of like putting myself out there and like admitting that I was not successful 
you know, um, it was hard for me to go from this, this woman who was very successful to having nothing and admitting that. Um, and so I think that held me back for a long time because I was trying to quote unquote, pretend that I was successful and I wasn't. And so, you know, as Russell says, and he, you know, and because I promised myself, I was just going to implement everything he said, he tells you to just tell your story and be, um, be transparent with where you are in your journey. And it was super scary for me because it meant telling that I had been struggling for the past two years <laughs> and that, you know, I wasn't super successful. And so I just started telling my story as scary as it was. Like I just started being open and um, honest and very transparent and people really resonated with it. And it was like, there's other people out there who they felt the same way. Like they, they had lost their identity and they had, um, they were hiding behind, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses or whatever. And, and they really, people really resonated with that. Like, I think there's a lot of, of people being fake out there and I was one of them. <laughs> uh, and the second I stopped that, it was like everything changed. And, and I was just, it felt really good to me because I was, I was ashamed of my story and it was helping other people. So it felt really good to me. So it was, I think that was a big part of it was creating this community of, of people who resonated with my story and, um, and then just sharing with them how, like, cause I had gone through the one funnel away challenge by myself and the first time, and then, um, sharing, just telling like how I implemented these different pieces and how I was, you know, creating this new business. And I was just sharing like basically my journey, like, here's what I'm doing. I'm not successful yet, but here's what I'm doing. Here's what I think about this. And everybody in my, in this new community that I had created wanted to go through the one funnel away challenge because I was talking about it in this way. And so I started a group um, and we went through the one funnel away challenge together and I'd been through it already. So I could, you know, I knew what was coming. I knew the hard parts. I knew the places I got stuck. And so I was able to help people be more successful with the challenge. And the second time I, I promoted it, even more people came in third time, even more people came in. So, um, you know, I, I think that was the big piece of it was like having that community where it was like a safe place where people could ask their questions without, you know, getting in the big group. Um, they could, you know, share their struggles, get feedback. Um, I think that was a big, a big part of it was just having that community to go through the challenge together. Yeah. I loved it. Now, what would you tell to people who are interested in promoting OFA? Like, they're overwhelmed, they have too much information, too much course bought and everything, and they want to start all over like you did. What steps would you recommend for them to take to be maybe not as successful as you were, but to have some success with promoting OFA or something else if they're stuck on it? Yeah, so I mean, I think what really helps people is to know the product that they're promoting um, and to, to experience it and then just share it. So, you know, if, if you, if you've already been through the one follow away challenge and you want to promote it, then like having that journey, sharing your journey, sharing your biggest takeaways or, you know, how 
take a piece of it or take each step of it and how it applies. Like a lot of people get stuck on the application of it. Like it all sounds great. Um, but how do I apply it to my business? And so that's where, you know, I think a, a big piece of my success is because I can go and, and help these, you know, these entrepreneurs who have been struggling and say, here's this assignment that Russell gives us today. Here's how you can apply it to your business. You know, and, and um, so if, if you start like coaching people through it or, or finding a way to help them be more successful in whatever way, it doesn't have to be the coaching part of it because, it, you know, it's time intensive, but just how can you help your affiliates be more successful and, so and focus on that? Focus on their success and people will want to, to they'll, they'll be attracted to that for sure. Yeah, I love that. Now, some questions from the audience. Uh, They're asking like if everybody is promoting OFA now and they all stack bonuses and it becomes overwhelming, especially for the new people, like they don't know in which direction to go. So what would you recommend in that case? Because bonus stacking obviously isn't the solution. Yeah, it's funny. I, uh, I'll see like people putting bonuses like, you know, vacation credits and, <laughs> and it just, it makes me chuckle because that's, I mean, I just can't imagine that they're going to be successful because it, it, it's like, you're just putting stuff in there just to put stuff in there. Um, so the way I really think about my bonuses is like, how can I help them be more successful with this? Like if you can get people to, to have some quick success, they are so much more likely to stick with it. So if you can kind of shorten that gap, um, it's going to be good for you as the affiliate because then they're going to sign on to ClickFunnels and stick with it. But it's also good for them and they're going to keep coming back. Like I have people who have taken um, the One Funnel Away Challenge with me three times, all three times I've promoted it. They just keep coming back to take it again with me because um, they, they like how I do it, you know? So like it's a way to get repeat customers too. And um, so I would say like if you're creating a bonus stack, like really just focus on what's going to make them more successful. Like a vacation is not going to make them more successful with a one funnel away challenge, unless they need a vacation at the end. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, seriously, like just focus on a few things, maybe, you know, a couple of little things that if you've been through the one funnel away challenge, you know, where you, where you struggled, where you got held up or what, what you couldn't implement. So write those things down or ask someone else um, where they got stuck, where they got hung up, why they weren't successful, and then create your bonuses to actually help people get through those roadblocks. Yeah, in my case, I think I was pretty overwhelmed. And I was even learning like for a year and a half affiliate marketing. And even for me, it was like overwhelming. (laughs) Too much information when I took it. It is, it's a lot of information it's an amazing, um, journey, but it's a lot of information. And that's why, you know, I think people do need a little help getting through it. So if you can structure your bonuses somehow to help people get through it, then, um, it's better for everybody. Yeah. I love that. You hear that, hear that guys and girls. (laughs) All (laughs) right. Uh, now tell me if you could go back at the start of your journey, and you can change one thing to do differently. What one thing would you do less of? And what one thing would you do more of if you could go back? Oh, trying to pick one thing. Cause I, looking back, like, you know, I made so many mistakes. Um, you know, 
I guess the one thing that I would change is like just to pick to to pick one thing and stick with it long enough to master it. Um, I think a lot of us get are guilty of trying something and then you know the second we fail at it, the second we um, aren't successful or we don't see the results that we want, we just try to pick something else instead of really like reflecting back and saying what um, what what didn't work about it. You know, I, um, I had 17, 17 different business ideas that I tried. Uh, and I think I could have been successful at any one of them if I had just stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't because I was like, as soon as I didn't see that success, I would, would give up or try something new. So I would definitely looking back, I would just stick with one thing until I completely mastered it and then decide if I wanted to change directions or pivot only after I mastered it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, I think that's probably the one, the biggest thing I, I could, I could name, I could sit here and name a, a, a thousand things because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Um, but you know, it's all of our mess ups, all of our failures are, they are part of our journey, you know, yeah. and they do kind of shape who, who we are. Like, um, if, if I had started out right away with like success right away. I probably, I wouldn't have known how to handle it. I wouldn't have had help. I wouldn't have had systems in place. So, you know, we're, we're ready for the success that we have. So I try not to, to beat myself up too much, but I definitely, if I could go back and start over, I would just pick one thing and stick with it. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. All right. Like I listened to you talking about clarity and it took me quite a while to figure out that we need clarity, not only about like the niche and the product, but also about our customer. How did that help you in your journey, like defining your customer avatar and getting clarity around it? Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, that's a great one. Like a lot of people, you know, because we want fast results, everybody wants fast results. So we want to kind of skip, it's just human nature. We want to kind of skip the foundational steps and I did it too. So I skipped right over it and I didn't want to slow down long enough to like get all those clear. And, you know, I remember my business coach, one of my business coaches telling me, you know, identify your avatar and you need to know, you need to give her a name and you need to know what color hair she, and I just thought it was the cheesiest thing. I was like, I am not doing that. That's silly. And I skipped right over it. And sure enough, like, a year, you know, almost two years later, I'm still struggling. And so finally getting that clarity around who I wanted to serve. And then even more specifically, like what specific problem I want to help them with. And then knowing how I'm going to help that specific person with that specific problem in a way that makes me unique. And that is the signature sauce. And once you have your signature sauce, you're, you're golden. But if you skip all over that clarity piece and having those foundational steps in your business, you're going to continue to struggle. You're just going to continue to struggle. Um, So I really, I'm trying to now like help more of my audience slow down long enough to get those pieces in place so that you don't waste a lot of time. Uh, Because if you, if you waste a lot of time, a lot of people are going to give up and they're not going to, to ever see it through. Um, so that's a way that like, if you get those pieces in place early enough in your business, then you'll be able to get results quicker. Yes. I love that advice. Now I also listened to you talking about messenger bots and you have pretty cool strategy implementing them. And I heard you had 
some awesome success. Can you share something of what you do with them, with our audience? Yeah. So, so earlier this year, I was getting on a lot of phone calls and phone calls are great. It's a good way to connect with people, but um, it takes up a lot of time. And one of like a big piece of my brand is being able to work part-time and make a full-time income uh, because I have kids and all that. So I, I, as I started growing, I couldn't handle the phone calls. And so I was looking for another way to, to help people decide if this was a good fit for them or not. And I ended up getting into some messenger bots. And so what I did is I built out a bot that kind of goes through and answers some of the, the questions that I get over and over and over again. Um, and I was able to, you know, do, I did like some little videos of me answering those questions. And so now people can, instead of me getting on the phone with them or me messaging them one by one, I can send them through a messenger bot and it, it takes them through a flow, answers all these different questions. And, um, most of the questions that they're, that they're probably going to have, and then they can decide if it's right for them or not. And if they still need to chat after that, then, you know, the bot will let me, let me chat with them live, but most people don't because it's the same questions. And so that's pretty cool. So I started integrating bots into my funnel. So it's like, here, are you ready to buy? And there's a button they can go ahead and buy. And then underneath it, it's like, you still have questions, click here. And it takes them right into my bot. People really like it because it's like, Oh, cool. Like I'm very like, I let them know like, Hey, I'm, I'm Melissa's bot. Um, I even gave my bot a name and everything. I'm like, I'm helping her, um, make money while she's living life. And people just love that transparency. And they're like, I kind of want to do this too. So then obviously one of my bonuses for, um, one funnel away is teaching people how to integrate bots into their ClickFunnels account. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. People really, really, really like it. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome advice. And it's also, (laughs) yeah, I just wanted to say it's really scalable. I think that's probably one of the things that helped you scale to this many. And how many did you have signed up under you with OFA? Um, Total um, is is 200 people now. Oh my God. I thought it was like 150 or so. It's your... No, yeah. Total has been, is 200. I have a a hundred and hundred and a little over a hundred going through the current challenge with me right now. Um, and then I'm getting ready to do my launch for the, the next challenge. So we'll see how many get on there. But, um, I, you know, I, I love it. It's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. You're crushing it for sure. Now tell to the listeners where they can find you online and I'll have links in the show notes about everything that we talked about today and like your social media yeah, so I have a um, a Facebook group. So if if anything I I said today resonates with with your audience, I'd love to welcome you into my Facebook group. That's where um, that's my tribe. I love 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 my Facebook group. So I um, I really pour my heart and soul in there. Um, go live every Monday, and um, it's very it's a very cool community. We're all very close knit. It's kind of like my family. So <laughs> I would love, um, and I'll send you the link so you can put, post it in there, but the name of the group is income streams, funnels, and automations for entrepreneurs. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I'll send the you links. the link so you can put it in there, but yeah, I would love to have you in my group. Yeah, I'm already a part and I couldn't recommend it enough. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for much, so much for being here all right everyone take thanks for listening make make sure you subscribe download and 
leave us a review. Goodbye, peace. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you get a lot of value. I heard it did. Melissa was awesome. And as for everything we were talking about in the episode, you can find it at affiliatejourney.co slash Melissa. Uh, make sure you follow us on socials and also don't forget to subscribe. So until next time, for your success, cheers. <laughs>